Hello, hello, hello guys. Welcome back to The Mind of a Clueless Girl. Um, it's been a hot minute since I've recorded an episode. Um, I just, I think, I think I was putting a lot of pressure on myself at the start with this because I was like, I want to do it weekly. I want to have a topic every week. I want to like upload every week. Yada, 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 all that kind of thing. Yada, yada, yada. I don't know why I said that. What the hell was that? Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I'm so weird. And I was just putting a lot of pressure on myself for this. And like bearing in mind, I just, I know I keep mentioning this or yeah, I still have a full-time job. I'm still working like nine till five and then, you know, through the day I'll need to do some other things. I also need to edit my videos. I need to film my videos at the weekend. I, I do a bunch of other stuff as well. Like my Instagram, you know what? Having an Instagram is so, <laughs> it's so hard because it's just like, I am not someone who loves taking pictures of myself and I'm not that kind of person but like I kind of have to be and I just feel like no like my friends aren't just all they all they see is just me taking pictures of myself they're probably just thinking like oh my god is she like how obsessed this girl with herself and obviously I know they probably know that's not what it is but it's just like I, I, I hate it and it's all in my house because it's just like I'm not going anywhere it's not like I have anyone to take pictures of and like my parents aren't great at taking pictures so we're not putting those anywhere on the internet um so it's just kind of like self-timers in my room <laughs> um but it's just like it is really time consuming and I definitely need to even be posting more and be more interactive on my Instagram as it is anyway and I do need to get out of my head of the whole thing that I'm like I'm not famous or successful so why does anyone want to hear what I have to say when actually no you I heard something the other day actually where someone was like you have to act like you're there to get there almost like act as if you're where you want to be and you'll get there so you know pretend you know what no I am I have got millions of followers it's fine so I've been really really busy and then on top of all of that I to record this obviously and like I I've been struggling with it a little bit because I also haven't known exactly what to record from week to week like it's hard sometimes to constantly think of ideas for like everything um, I mean, I love it and I do think of them quite regularly, but like sometimes, you know, you do have a mind blockage and I have to also appreciate the fact that like, as I've said in previous videos, my mental health isn't at the best. I try and push through it, but I find my, unfortunately, a big downside of mine is that I do, you know, I kind of brush things off and like brush them under the rug, uh, which you shouldn't do because it's starting to really surface now and like I literally had a breakdown last night. So that was fun. That was really fun. Um, I'm feeling better now but it's just like so hit and miss but I think so with that as well like feeling unmotivated feeling unwilling to do anything it's been hard it's been quite difficult so I've not really known what to film film no I'm, I'm confusing this with my bloody YouTube now not really known what to record or whatever so I've kind of kind of been in a bit of a rut and it got to a point long story short again as usual it got to a point where I kind of thought this is for me, this is kind of like a form of therapy, like this is for my mental health as much as I hope it helps other people. It's like a safe space for me to like talk about mental health and talk about, you know, things not necessarily all mental health related, actually. I know I say it's a mental health topic, um, topic, podcast and page and everything, but it's just like, it's just also about my thoughts and feelings and stuff at the time, which I guess all kind of does tie in with mental health because how I'm feeling or what I'm thinking or my opinions on things could affect my mental health or could be associated with mental health you know it makes sense like body image obviously that's that links it with your mental health because it makes you feel maybe anxious or depressed or sad or whatever like it makes you feel down it makes you feel not good enough that's your mental health like as well as your physical health and everything like that but yeah so I didn't want to like I realized that I was putting too much pressure on myself and I didn't want to do that because I was like this is meant to be a place for me to go when I want to talk about things and I shouldn't be feeling pressure because then that pressure is affecting my mental health and by affecting my mental health surely that defeats the object of me doing this in the first place you know so I've kind of taken that pressure off myself and I'm just gonna like upload the podcast when I have inspiration when I have time and I do hope that is quite regular maybe like by bi-weekly no that's too that's too much that's one that I was doing before I mean like twice no what am I saying oh my god I mean every other week or you know every few weeks but ideally like with time hopefully I can do it more often but at the moment I think I'm just going to have to do it as and when um, and hopefully there won't be too large of gaps between each episode um, and yeah but I hope you guys enjoy and I hope you guys continue to enjoy and continue to listen to it when I do upload and understand 
why I kind of might not be uploading as frequently. Um, but yeah, let's crack on and I need to stop rambling as always and I'm definitely going to have to cut out like half of what I've just said yet again. But we move, we move on. But this week I kind of, I mean it's similar to what I kind of talked about a few weeks ago or like maybe was it last week <laughs> or last time I recorded, I can't actually remember. But um, where I talked about kind of like social media and body image and everything like that. Um, it's kind of, it kind of is similar to that, but just t- looking at it in a different way, if that makes sense. Basically, I watched this YouTube video the other day by this girl called Amma Scholl, I think that's her name, Amma Scholl, could be wrong, I apologise to her, I mean she's never going to come across this anyway, but like, if I got it wrong, I do apologise. Um, and she's literally, in my opinion, like, she seems so lovely, um, but she is someone... And I don't mean this in an offensive way whatsoever, but she, for me, is like the classic example of don't judge a book by its cover. Because like when you've initially looked like her, I don't know, personally, when I initially looked like her, she's quite heavily made up. She, you know, she just looks like someone who's quite f- like fake. And I get I thought she would have been someone who wasn't very nice. I don't know why. I just got that impression. She's like an Instagram baddie, as they like call themselves, whatever. I mean, I'm not saying she's called herself that, but like as they're classed as. And actually, like, when I started watching her video, she seems like the nicest, most down-to-earth, chillest, sweetest person who's, like, yeah, she's had work done, but she is so honest about it, and she's, like, so, like, real. I just kind of sat back and thought, wow, wow, I I have definitely judged wrongly here. Like, actually, she is probably one of the more real people in social media, and one of the, from what I've seen, nicer people, um... I mean, I don't know anyone, I don't know any of them, I don't know what they're actually like in real life, but, like, just the impression I get from a video, she seems like a breath of fresh air. Um, So, if she ever sees us, I'm sorry for judging you, but let's be honest, she's never going to come across this podcast. But anyway, I was watching a video of hers, I think she started the series on her, like, channel, where she talks about, like, body image and, like, her... Like, basically just kind of giving her perspective on, like, body image and trying to make her fans feel better about themselves and just be more real with them about social media and everything, which I think a lot of people are doing more and more now. Like, as I said in that video that I uploaded a few weeks ago, I tagged a few videos of people talking about, like, how heavily edited pictures are and, like, how, you know, how you'll never look like an Instagram model because literally they don't look like themselves. Um, but I watched this video of hers and it was actually, it kind of sparked an idea for a podcast episode and she kind of talked about like how beauty's changed over time and how, you know, beauty ideals are so ridiculous and like so unachievable and how they literally like society is so fickle, like society is so fickle. I hate my nose. I mean, I've always hated my nose and I know I always talk about this, but I don't like it because it's quite big. It's quite like Grecian. I mean, I know I am Greek, but, like, it is quite a Grecian nose and everything. Um, And every girl, nine times out of ten, the girls you see on social media, those really cute button noses, you know, heavily highlighted. And it's because it's such a trend at the moment. And, like, back in the day, my kind of nose was seen as, like, you know, beautiful. Like, Cleopatra, for example, she was seen as a beauty. And she had a conquer. Like, she had a bloody conquer. Um... And society is just so fickle. Like, I keep seeing... I mean, I'll go into it more, but I keep seeing, like, how trends come in and out and, like, things that people were so embarrassed or ashamed of before or, like, you know, insecure about before have become, like, trends now. And, like, people kind of give themselves those things so they... Because they find them cute or they think they're nice, which I have... I'm in two minds about those kind of things, which I will talk about further. But, like, I just wanted to talk about, you know, how beauty ideals have changed and how beauty ideals are just so unachievable because of that kind of thing and just literally how also how beauty ideals differ so much from like country to country um I read a few articles and stuff about it and it's actually really interesting because it's like I kind of knew it but not to the extent and it's just crazy how like for one country what is seen as beautiful is literally completely the opposite to another country's idea of beauty and like that's why I just kind of want to spread light on it and like share it and just kind of show people that actually which I need to take this advice like I'm not sitting here thinking like oh yeah I'm perfect I love myself blah 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 no I'm like probably one of the worst people for judging myself and comparing myself to other people so I need to take my own advice I think I need to listen to my own podcast to give myself advice for god's sake but like 
I just kind of want to make people feel a little bit, bit better and make them realize the point of this episode is just to be like you're not gonna fit everyone's idea of beauty it's like physically impossible and it's also so draining and like what is seen as beautiful now wasn't seen as beautiful ages ago and what is seen as beautiful now will not be seen as beautiful in the next 20 years it will change again so like you can't make everyone happy and you're not going to be able to change every few years to fit the beauty ideal so I think we just got to learn to love ourselves and you know learn to better ourselves for ourselves and not for anyone else not to fit any ideals and beauty ideals because you know that's just it's physically impossible and society is so fickle like it's just there's no way you're gonna you're gonna make anyone else there's no way you're gonna impress everyone and for example in this I'm gonna tag the link even not tag the video from by Amber Scholl in the description but um for example even there like she said which it was actually quite heartbreaking to listen to but she was basically like I have had work done she was like I've had my lips done I've had a few other things done like Botox and stuff she was like yeah I'm not oblivious like I know from the outside I don't look bad but at the same time I'm more insecure now than I've ever been like she was like look back at these pictures of me before I had that much work done I used to take selfies and post pictures of myself looking like that without a care in the world like so much more when I was considering myself less attractive and now that I do all this stuff to me I actually feel more insecure and more you know unappealing and don't want to take as many pictures of myself than I did before all of this so she was like you which she was so right she was like you can't fix a problem by getting all this work done you need to fix it from within like fixing a problem externally is not going to fix how you feel about yourself internally and like even me when I think about getting a nose job like yes I've wanted it since I was like 10 so I think I well not 10 but like a long time so I feel like I've got to the point where I know for a fact I want it but I do still have doubts obviously like I think it's quite a big thing so you never know but at the same time I do always have to remind myself I was like I need to be certain though that I'm not using this to just think it's going to magically make me you know magically make me feel beautiful and feel better about myself temporarily yeah but then there's probably going to be something else that I find out about myself that I don't like and you pick and you pick and you pick and you're never going to be happy so like happiness like my happiness and my attractiveness is not going to just suddenly change when I get a nose job I need to fix that from within and I quite like like that point she made because it is so true and it made me kind of think shit like I need to I need to sort out how I feel about myself internally before I'm like oh my god I need to get all this done and this done and this done because that's just not going to make me happy in the long run and that's why I think so many people get so much done because it just becomes an obsession and they fix one thing and then they think they need to fix another thing and then they need to fix something else until they're someone who they're not even them anymore you know they're literally just Botox and plastic surgery and they're not even who they were and they've lost sight of who they were because they've been trying to run away from who they are and actually they're what they've done hasn't fixed the problem which I'm not saying don't get work done if that's truly going to make you happy do what you want to do but I'm just saying like I think she's right in the sense that like the problem should be fixed within Jesus Christ my cat just walked in and it scared the absolute fucking shit out of me (laughs) okay we're back but I think I may have had a mini heart attack Jesus Christ um (laughs) anyway I kind of lost track of what I was saying so yeah you need to fix a problem from within first I think anyway this is not really what I was trying to talk about but yes again I've managed to somehow go off on a tangent so let's get on with the podcast of talking about beauty ideas and everything um I've made some notes on my notes I've made some notes on my notes I've made some notes on my laptop um I want to see if I can get them up on my phone actually because it would be a lot easier for me if I can um Oh, I can't. Let me try and send them to my phone one. Got him. Okay, so like we compare ourselves to others all the time. And I think although social media hasn't helped, obviously, and it's made this so much more prominent than maybe it used to be because it's just in our faces a lot more. Like, and people, like, it's not just in magazines we see editing. Like, people who, even though they're influencers and stuff, we kind of almost. You know, we forget that actually they probably either edit their own photos or they get professional people to edit their photos because it just feels like they're more like us. They're not like celebrities, which at the same time, celebrities shouldn't really be seen as different. We're all people. But like we we know more with celebrities and in magazines that it is edited, whereas I think sometimes you forget when it's on social media that these photos are probably edited as much, if, if not sometimes, if, I don't know what that was, if not, <laughs> don't know why I've got a bit Australian if not um even more you know but 
with that being said, I think, you know, people do like to say social media has like made everything so much worse and like people's confidence has got so much worse and everything like that, which, yeah, I do agree to an extent, but like, I do think that this has been happening for absolute years. Like, I was insecure about my body way before social media became massive. Like, magazines did not help. And, like, when you think about the 90s and you were, like, bombarded with magazines and runways full of long-legged, stick-thin runway models that, you know, made you feel like if you had any ounce of, like, fat on your body, you were considered undesirable or you'd never make it in the fashion industry, which, unfortunately, actually, you probably wouldn't. I think the 90s and the early noughties were very bad for like making people feel like they couldn't eat anything or making people feel like who had any kind of form of curve on their body were like undesirable or would never make it into like the fashion industry or the beauty industry or anything like that because they didn't look like these models who honestly looked kind of malnourished because that was just again at the time in the 90s and the early noughties that was what was considered beautiful that was what was considered desirable especially like in the media and like the fashion and the um beauty industry and in act well I don't know so much acting and singing obviously it's slightly different but like it was seen how how you should look and like what was the ideals and like you think about Victoria's Secret and like the show how how bloody unachievable those people are like their bodies are because they work out like those models literally work out crazy amounts like crazy amounts before those shows and like are on such strict diets and then they run like would go on the runway and you would I remember any time I watched a Victoria's Secret model um I mean anytime I watched a Victoria's Secret show I literally like after that for a good week I was like okay I need to lose weight I need to you know do all this because I need to look like these women and let's be honest that's like probably not possible that's probably not going to happen unless you literally starve yourself and you're on some kind of strict regime and like also it depends on what your natural body shape is they were just crazy like thin and I mean again it wasn't as bad as maybe the 90s where you literally had no shape and you were just honestly the skinniest thing possible but like it still didn't help it still wasn't great it was still very you know promoting that that kind of size was the size that everyone should be and everything like that and like I even remember like this girl I don't know why I said I used to know I still know her quite well she's lovely um I remember once we went on a school trip and she was basically saying to me how like quite disheartening like she couldn't buy anything from Victoria's Secret because her boobs were too big or like just like you know unless you were a ridiculous because like most people I know are bigger than like a D boob wise well not most but like I know a lot of people who are and like it's ridiculous that they didn't have sizes really that much higher or like they only fit a certain a certain like body um type and you know their larges were probably a small to some women and it's ridiculous because that then gives an impression to girls that like you know if you're a large and you don't if you don't fit into a large of like Victoria's Secret then you must be obese which is bullshit but like you know that's the kind of impression that they gave and they still do give but I think obviously thankfully in the nicest way possible because I did I did used to quite like their underwear but um you know they're not really doing too well because they do promote the wrong ideas but it may get to a point this is what I mean by I like society is so fickle and beauty ideals change all the time it may get to a point where Victoria's Secret is back on being like one of the biggest selling underwear brands again and people love it again and people want to look like that again and so on and so forth you know if that makes sense I don't know if I'm making much sense but yeah so I think so obviously like in the 90s that was kind of quite a big thing early noughties and like it's amazing I think now that obviously we are better at promoting curves and we're better at promoting that all bodies are beautiful and like when you think about how the Fenty Rihanna Fenty show has done so well and like literally made the Victoria's Secret show kind of well I mean they don't do it anymore because it's literally like taken it by like just basically shown the Victoria's Secret show that their show's awful and no one wants to watch anymore because it doesn't promote a healthy ideal of a body and everything whereas like the Fenty show promotes bodies of all shapes and sizes and shows that you don't need to look a certain way to be able to wear like sexy underwear and you know so I think that's amazing and I do think we've become more accepting of like all body shapes and all body types for sure which I think we need to I mean we've still got a long way to go but I think it's definitely got a whole lot better however with that being said like 
then we have the other extreme where you think about the Kardashians and I I know I seem to, I've gone on about them before but I'm really not a fan they I used to follow them but they do kind of really piss me off because it's not even their fault half of it I guess because they at the end of the day like society latch onto things and you know become obsessed with this family that I don't really know why anyone's obsessed with because they're literally not all that but like you know, they they promote the more curvaceous body. But, like, I don't think in an achievable and natural way. Like, you know, people, women are, like, now bending over backwards to gain this body where their asses are, like, three times the size of their waist and their boobs as well. And, like, almost virtually anatomically, anatomically, oh, my God, that was a struggle. Impossible. Like... You can't have a big ass and massive boobs and look like you honestly don't have rooms for organs in your way, like in the rest of your body. It's ridiculous and it's not possible. And that's all down to, you know, work being done, ridiculous workout routines, and most importantly, editing the shit out of their photos. And there's these women like bending over backwards to try and like look this way and try and you know have the kardashian body and it's like great yeah we're promoting more more curvaceous bodies but not in a like natural attainable way like it's still it's still not a healthy you know way to promote a body because there are plenty of women out there who are naturally skinny or who are larger but don't have a tiny waist and it's not physically possible for those people to get a tiny waist or it's not physically possible for those people to get a big butt or massive boobs without surgery. And then they start feeling like shit about themselves because they can't attain this body. Like you see all these workout routines, how, how to get a big ass and how to do this and how to do that and blah, 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 which is so... Like, if you don't have an ass, you're not going to get an ass. Like, you can make it toned, but it's not going to jump four sizes. And, like, you're, if you can get your waist smaller, but you can't make it so, like so small that it doesn't look like you can't fit organs in it if you're not naturally like if you don't naturally have a tiny waist you're not gonna get a waist does that make sense like you can obviously lose the weight and make yourself really slim or whatever if you're not but so there are people out there who are tiny who like are really slim but don't have much of a waist because that's just not their body shape and there's nothing wrong with that you know there's nothing wrong with not having a tiny waist there's nothing wrong with not having a big ass there's nothing wrong with not having big boobs as there never used to be anything wrong with not being as thin as a bloody, you know, skeleton, as thin as a pole. So as much as obviously it's great that we're promoting more like curvaceous bodies, I don't think the way the Kardashians are like have, you know, promoted more curvaceous bodies is a positive thing because like, Again, people are trying to attain something they're not, they, they can't necessarily attain because even the bloody Kardashians don't even look like that. You know, like no one's body looks like that. And it's so wrong to promote. And like, it just shows how fickle society is, how much and how quickly body, you know, body ideals and beauty ideals can change because literally less than, or maybe not less than 10, but like 10, 15 years ago, like looking like, stick thin having kind of like an androgynous sort of body was seen as ideal whereas now having like a big ass big boobs and tiny waist is seen as an ideal and like it's funny actually I do find it quite funny because I remember I remember when like I've always had a larger ass um and I used to feel so insecure about it like I was so 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 self-conscious about my ass especially when I was quite a lot younger um because you know it never used to be the ideal people it was more like big boobs or just whatever so it was big asses weren't like a a massive thing and then I remember it was like I think I was in year like I was literally just going into uni so the summer before uni and then my first year of uni and people would always like girls I know and wherever would be like oh my god I'm so jealous that you've got such a nice ass blah 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 and like would compliment me and I'd just be like what the actual fuck is going on like I hated it I hated it so much and it's just so funny because like now people like it's quite funny because like I sometimes I once remember once I said it's I find it quite annoying because I have like bigger thighs and a bigger butt I have quite a lot of a small like I have a smaller waist so when I buy Jesus stuff I have to size up because like it needs to fit over my thighs and my butt, but, like, then it's too big around my waist, and it's just really annoying, and people go, oh, my God, like, I'm so jealous, like, I wish my body was like that, because that's what's seen as the ideal, and I'm like, no, there's nothing wrong with how your body looks, and actually, 
I find it quite annoying because like then my clothes are baggy in places I don't want them to be baggy and you know I find it really hard to find a nice pair of mum jeans or something because I end up having to size up to a size that's way too big for me just because of my thighs and my butt but then like those sizes just look ridiculous because they're too big so like I mean that doesn't really make, make much sense what I'm trying to say is like it's funny how much it's like changed and how like you know this 20 years ago I would have been seen as definitely not having the ideal body that's for sure whereas like now I mean I still don't think I have the ideal body but what I'm trying to say is like I fit into that mold more than I ever used to and give it 20 years time and I probably won't anymore or when you think about like I remember when I was younger and all those like teen early like noughties teen movies the main girl was always like blonde and like blue-eyed you know they're all kind of like typical all-american kind of gal and I always felt very, like, growing up, I felt very, un- not unattractive, but, like, not what people, not what was seen as, like, the beauty ideal, I guess, because I'm not blonde, I've got brown eyes, you know, and I'm quite dark. And I think at the time, I personally thought, or saw that as what was seen as the beauty ideal. And when you look back at, when you look back at, like, movies and shows back then, you know, like, Gossip Girl, Savina, <laughs> Serena van der Woodson, blonde, blue hair, blue hair, no, she doesn't have blue hair, blonde, blue eyes. Um, you think about like One Tree Hill. I mean, I guess Brooke had dark hair, but like the other ones, the blonde hair, they all end up dying in their hair blonde at one point. Um, Paris Hilton was a, such a big thing, blonde hair. When you think of the OC, um, Michelle what's her name Michaela Bart I can't remember her name but she's blonde you know the hills all that kind of thing very much like I felt like the ideal was very much like a Cali girl blonde hair beachy vibe and obviously I don't fall into that whereas like literally now I feel like the ideal is someone who looks like the Kardashians which again I'm not saying like I necessarily fall into that category but I feel fit more into that category than I fit into the other one and it's just funny to me because like now everyone you know, people were like, oh, yeah, dark hair, dark eyes. And okay, not everyone, obviously, not everyone feels like that. But like, I'm just talking about ideals here. And for like, the Western ideals, I guess, for US, UK, or whatever, like, it's very much like the Kardashian vibe is the ideal beauty look. And it's just funny to me how like much it's changed and how crazy it's changed. And that's just proof that like, not only is society so fickle, but like, well, society is so fickle and beauty ideals change so, so much. And it's ridiculous, like, it's just crazy. It is actually crazy how much they change. And, like, how, you know, people... That's why I think people are never, like, satisfied or never feel like they can achieve this beauty ideal because it changes so frequently that, like, once they've tried to reach one of them, it's changed again and and it's crazy. And, for example, like, I noticed as well, specifically with TikTok, and, like, it's a great thing. Like, it is a great thing. It's a hard one because then at the same time, it's kind of like, yeah, but how long will this last, like it suits people now but how long will this last so what I mean by this is like for example well this was before TikTok but like freckles like I've always I've always thought freckles are like beautiful and I'm sure there'll be many people who have but you know people who have loads and loads of freckles not again this is not for everyone some people love that they have them but you know a lot of people are insecure they try and cover them or like red hair they they don't that people used to make people who had red hair feel like you know they were unappealing which is so bullshit because I actually think people who have red hair are stunning like got women with red hair always have the most amazing hair and are always so pretty and like I wish I could pull off red hair and I'd love to be able to pull off red hair I think it's a stunning color but again I always have whereas like what I'm trying to say is there are people who maybe didn't think this and you know these these girls guys whatever made to feel a little bit like undesirable by having freckles or by having red hair or whatnot um or like when you think of like gaps in teeth or all that kind of thing um and people pick fu- poked fun at them made fun of them and, and like now like people draw on freckles people henna on freckles people fake tan freckles people tattoo freckles on their face you know people dye their hair red people fake the gap between their teeth or you know people do stuff like that now because it becomes a trend and everyone wants it, and everyone wants to look a certain way, like, I remember even with, um, with, oh god, Cheryl Cole, when she became massive, and everyone wanted to have dimples, and people were having dimple surgery, because they wanted to look like Cheryl Cole, which one, 
you're not going to look like her just by getting dimples so that's just silly but two it's just again it's like a it's just a beauty craze that everyone jumps on and everyone tries to do because it's like oh well they're attractive so if I do that I'll become attractive because everyone's going on about their dimples and everyone's like dimples are amazing now or freckles are amazing now or being redheads amazing now or having a gap between my front teeth are amazing now so people go through all these lengths to like try and fit the mold and you know paint on freckles tattoo on freckles you know whatever um which is just going to change in like a few a year like not even a year probably you know people the what everyone wants and the the big trend will change and then you'll want to do like then you'll again start thinking oh I need to do that now to fit what's seen as the ideal now if that makes sense and like not only that but then you sit there and think these people who have freckles and who've had freckles their whole life who've been made I'm just using freckles as an example now but who've been made to feel undesirable and unattractive because they have like a covered in freckles I can understand I mean I think you have to see it from two ways and you do have to look positively at it and be like well actually it's great now that people are like more like oh wow I love freckles and people who have them are embracing them more and embracing their natural beauty more but I can I can see from their point of view how it can be a bit infuriating because like for so long people have made fun of them or whatnot and then now everyone wants to have freckles and they're like hold on a minute like you guys made fun of me for all this time and now you're literally painting on freckles or by like tattooing freckles and you just think like how long is this gonna last until you guys just throw that again out and be like oh nah freckles aren't anymore let's you know have a gap between our teeth or something like that I don't know does that make sense like it's just society is so so fickle and stand beauty standards change all the time like for example another thing as well is like the whole fox eye trend that's become massive and I've seen so many like TikToks of these Asian women who find it quite infuriating because they're just like, oh, so the eye shape of ours that you've literally made fun of for so long is now what you're all trying to achieve. And like, or the Bambi eyes. I mean, there's so many. I swear TikTok create crazes. I don't know. And like, for example, the one that I saw the other day was like this, what's it? It's like femme, like male feminine makeup. I, I don't really understand it. And basically it's like makeup that women do to look kind of, masculine or something I don't know and um I don't really understand it and it's like drawing bags or accentuating bags under your eyes now I have naturally sunken quite sunken eyes and I just have bad bags because I think naturally I do and also I just don't sleep um so I'm quite self-conscious about it I always try and cover it and conceal it and I mean I think it's great in some like in some ways I think it's great because it's like it's making people who feel self-conscious about having these because some people genetically do have dark circles as well like it's nothing to do with sleep has made them embrace it more and be like actually you know great I shouldn't feel embarrassed by having this yeah I should embrace my dark circles and that's amazing but at the same time it's such a craze that I feel like it would be so short-lived and like there'll be something else that people obsess about and literally like highlighting under your eyes will probably become a craze again before you know it um and I can see how people who suffer or who genetically have dark circles under their eyes can kind of be a bit like, hold on a minute, like, are you seriously making this like a trend now? Because like, you know, give this, give this a month, give this two months, and you'll be highlighting your bloody under eyes again and making it seem like as if you should be hiding these dark circles. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm not making a lot of sense, but it's a whole idea that like, beauty trends change so frequently that it's like, you're never going to be able... Well, first of all, it's kind of can be seen as offensive to some. Second of all, even though that being said, it can. it's great, obviously. It's great that, obviously, we're, like, doing all these things and accepting all these things and, like, embracing all these things. But, like, at the same time, it's kind of, like... I can see how some people who suffer from these things or who have these eye shapes, who have freckles, whatever, can be a bit annoyed by the whole thing. Because, unfortunately, it will probably all change and something else will become a craze. Um, but also, like... It's for the people who want to look that way or go to all these lengths to try and achieve this like potentially even tattooing freckles or you know I would not be surprised if it comes I think to tattoo dark circles under your eyes like I would not be surprised and you know 10 years down the line that won't be a thing anymore it won't be the the big fashion beauty ideal and so they'll be trying to you know fulfill that and you're always just going to fall short and you're never going to be satisfied because it changes so frequently and it's just such a dangerous and slippery slope to go down because like 
just just beauty ideals change so often and so frequently and vary from place to place that you're never going to please everyone you're never going to reach that beauty standard because also half the time that beauty standard's not real because it is all editing or whatever but like you know you're never going to be able to get there because it's either not real and not achievable or it will change like so quickly that it's just not possible to always be at the top of that beauty standard and that beauty ideal so you're gonna why kill yourself trying to get there because like it's just not possible and you're just gonna always fall short and it just that's why people never feel good enough never feel pretty enough never feel like they fit the beauty standard or you know even though I might think all these girls think that they're stunning or I think they're stunning they will think that they're not stunning enough and so on and so forth like everyone's insecure because everyone's trying to achieve this goal that isn't possible or will change all the time so of course it's not possible because when they finally potentially fit the mold it will change again does that make sense I feel like I hope this makes sense I feel like I've been very rambly but hopefully it makes sense um but like the other thing I kind of want to talk about is like talking about how it's like changed over time and like how it varies from country to country I found like some examples um so I found this article on this on this website called science of people oh god i'm moving my microphone on this website called science of people never heard of it before it just came up on um my google when i searched it and it literally like broke down how body types and beauty ideals have changed over the centuries and it's crazy and like so i'm just going to go through them all and just show how like well again like i've said like ridiculous amounts of times on this podcast how fickle society is but also how like how much it changes and how we're not going to be able to satisfy it not all of us because we don't we can't all like physically cannot all get this kind of body anyway because you know people are built differently and not only that but even if we can achieve that body ideal in 10 years it's going to change and you're going to be unsatisfied again does that make sense I keep saying does that make sense but I just feel like I'm not making much sense here very rambly okay so this article um so ancient egypt so from nine no that's not what this says here from 1292 to 1069 bc long long time ago many moons ago in this era the idol woman was described as being slender having narrow shoulders having a high waist and a symmetrical face and it's then ancient greece from 500 to 300 bc Women were plump, full-bodied, light-skinned. That was seen as a beauty ideal. Ancient Greece worshipped the male form, going so far as to proclaim that women's bodies were dis- were disfigured versions of men's. In Han Dynasty, which was in 206 BC to 220 AD, the idol woman had a slim waist, pale skin, large eyes and small feet. 1400 to 1700, ample bosom, rounded stomach full hips fair skin and the picture i'm seeing the women's on the larger side um you know that's what was seen as the beauty ideal in victorian england 1837 to 1901 desirably plump full-figured cinched waist again like on the largest not when i say large side but like more like an hourglass shape so i guess kind of a bit like what's considered beauty now but like with a more realistic waist because obviously editing wasn't a thing and the Kardashians weren't a thing. <laughs> then the Roaring Twenties, flat chest, downplayed waist, short bob hairstyle, boyish figure was seen as ideal. So kind of similar to like the late 90s and the early noughties, like the androgynous, the sorry, the androgynous look for women was seen as like the ideal look. And, you know, um, women had short hair because long hair wasn't considered as beautiful and desirable as short hair was and then the hollywood era the golden age in the 1930s to 50s obviously we can take marilyn monroe as a prime example marilyn monroe was seen as like the height of beauty she was literally like the ideal of beauty at the time and she was hardly skinny she was quite like a i mean she wasn't large either but she was quite like a normally sized plumper curvaceous woman and the ideals in the 50s were seen as being curvaceous hourglass figure large breasts and waist um and then but then you go to the 60s and then it changes in 10 years it literally changes to being thin long legs slim almost like an adolescent figure and then 10 years later we have the supermodel era where it's athletic kind of curvy but also small tall toned arms and then again in the 1990s is what i've been talking about it's like literally extremely thin (laughs) translucent skin androgynous you know the whole like kate moss era where women literally looked like 
I'm not going to lie, I don't mean in a horrible way, but they looked unwell, which I know some people have that naturally. And I'm not trying to say that that's not attractive. But I'm saying like most of the models weren't probably naturally that shape. So they looked unwell because they were literally like starving themselves to look that way. And it's crazy that that was like, you know, they looked like they were going to snap in two. And then literally now it's flat stomach, healthy skin, large breasts and a big butt and then a thigh gap. So you like, I thought now is almost the most messed up because it's like trying to blend all of those things into one, which is physically like it's impossible I just don't think it's possible without work or editing. Like, how can you be super curvaceous but also super skinny? It just, I don't understand how that works. Um, and, like, where it literally says here, Kim, Kardash- Kim Kardashian, as unfortunate as it may be, <laughs> is a poster woman of ideal beauty standards for its modern women. Women are expected to be skinny, but not too skinny, with large breasts and a big butt, all while maintaining a flat stomach. And women increasingly are seeking plastic surgery fixes to achieve this look which is so so sad because it's like yeah how are you meant to be tiny but also curvaceous but then have a flat stomach and you know and in 10 years time that's going to change again and all these women who've had all this surgery who've made themselves have a large bat a bat (laughs) have a large butt through surgery have big boobs through surgery you know probably has some kind of lipo a brazilian butt lift all these kind of things 10 years time what are they going to do when the stands of beauty go, oh, you know what, flat asses are great, um, no boobs are great, being really skinny is great again, you know, like, it's really sad, it's really sad, because, like, again, these, these women, what are they going to do then, are they going to remove all this stuff from their body, probably, and it's just like, then to just add it back in 20 years time, because it's just going to change again, and it's just really sad, because it's like, you're never going to satisfy the beauty ideal, because one the beauty ideal as i said is unrealistic anyway because i don't think anyone can achieve it naturally but two it will change so you're never going to achieve it because it's ever changing and literally in five years time the beauty ideal will change so you won't fit that mold anymore if you keep changing you know so you're never going to satisfy everyone and then the other thing is not only does it change over time but it varies from like country to country and it's it's mental like I so there's basically I found this article about this um this experiment that was going around um and it's literally titled what being beautiful means in 25 countries around the world and this woman her name was Esther Honig she sent a picture of herself to 25 different countries um I think she has no makeup in the picture it's just like a portrait of herself and she sent it to them to edit and add in what was seen in those countries as beauty ideals so to see how different and how varying beauty ideals were from country to country and like it's crazy I'm gonna I'm gonna link the article obviously because I think it's obviously more beneficial for people to see the article and the pictures but it's actually crazy how like how it varies from country to country and again like I said it just shows that it's just impossible to fit that mold um and satisfy every beauty ideal because you might be in England and think you fit the beauty ideal and you go somewhere like China and you're totally not what the beauty ideal is because it's just so different there and that's fine because you know why should you have to change yourself to fit a certain mold but it's just like it shows like you're never going to satisfy every beauty ideal because it either changes over time it's different from country to country it's like it's different from person to person like I personally don't think this whole Kardashian vibe is very attractive but so many people do and like I'm sure there are plenty of people like me who don't find it attractive so it's like you're not going to satisfy everyone but um so yeah she sent a original photo and then so she sends it to Argentina and she's and like it says here S's bare face has been given fake lashes flawless skin and heavily lip glossed so that's what they obviously kind of see as beauty ideals and that's also these people who are editing it showing it beauty ideals but maybe that doesn't account for like a lot of people in Argentina you know that's just how much it's varied in Australia it was kind of very basic but just had like slightly rosier cheeks and red lips and a tan contrastingly in Bangladesh she was given back um bag brown eyes had flawless skin and like this ridiculously unattainable glow and like I think they've contoured her nose made her lips bigger and then in Chile very bare-faced but loads of jewelry and thinner eyebrows Germany very pale um India she was given thick dark eyebrows eyeliner like on her waterline 
again just tan skin but very simple at the same time in the philippines she was given long flowing hair a more chiseled face her forehead was made smaller she had a thinner nose big red lips um so many different ones like literally so different and like in the u.s she's got like big piercing blue eyes and you know big lashes and you know just fake basically um it's just crazy it's just so different and well what you think about like when you think about asia and like i don't know if this i can't say obviously this all asian countries because that's really not you know accurate but like it's funny because like for them it's so common someone told me that it's really common i don't know if it's korea or china or japan i'm not too sure i think it's predominantly korea it may be all of them it may just be one country that's why i don't want to say for definite because i don't know 100 percent and i don't want to give information that's not totally accurate but they it's quite common to get like eyelid surgery or like make their eyes bigger and make give themselves a more westernized look because that's what's seen as beautiful in their country whereas like I think like Asian women are so pretty and like that's what makes them beautiful how they naturally look then for them being very slender and not having I don't know not having much of a big butt and big boobs is seen as really attractive from what I gather from people I've met from those areas like I'm considered probably quite fat (laughs) um whereas like where I am now I'm not necessarily considered skinny or anything but I'm hardly overweight or hardly big at all and it's just funny because it's just crazy how different from country to country the ideals change and you know um in some country I saw another article that in I don't know where it was I've lost the article now which is really annoying um so I found the article um yeah so like it says here like western you know the western ideal of beauty is tall slender but busty but delicate features so virtually the unattainable and then it says here like french for example is very much like the the natural look and um like not brushed hair and just very natural or people who have distinct and quirky physical traits um but then in Korea it's very like you know, we like our tans where there's very, like, porcelain skin and, you know, big eyes. So they have, like, the eyelid surgery and, um, like, youthfulness and small features. Again, I, what I feel like is very unachievable. <laughs> and then in, like, India, like, we darken our skin with tan, but they, like, have this pressure of, like, lightening their skin. Um, and that's what's seen as beauty ideals. And, like... It's crazy because, like, back in the day, when you think of it, and even in England, like, in the Tudor times, you were considered more regal and, like, considered of a higher position, a higher standing, and a higher beauty standard if you were pale because, you know, it was people who were poor who were always out in the sun and getting tanned. So if you were pale, that meant you were more beautiful. It meant you were more of, like, a royal standing and more desirable, which is crazy because I think now, like, literally people fake tan to the extreme that they're like five shades darker than their skin because they think tans look more attractive. And I, I mean, I don't fake tan, but I, I love a tan. So I'm guilty of that too. Um, and then like Brazil, it's very much like the Brazilian butt lift and larger breasts and smaller waist are kind of similar to us, but like, I feel a bit more extreme almost. Um, and then it says here with Russia, women have this idea of more is more, and they put a lot of effort in their appearance. Or like in Thailand, they have a lot of surgery. Um, they have this ultimate quest for beauty. They want to have pale skin, narrow frame, pronounced eyes and nose. And then like, but then if you look at places like Marichi, what was it? Mauritania, Nigeria and Mauritania. Marit- Sorry, I think I've said that totally wrong. Like what's considered beautiful there is women who are really overweight and slimmer physiques are considered undesirable and they're encouraged to like gain weight and everything and like there's just a few examples um a lot of examples actually because i've gone on forever and ever but like there's just a few examples of how not only has beauty ideal they vary drastically from like place to place and so it just shows like how we'll never be able to fit that beauty ideal and not only because of those things but because what is also perceived as a beauty ideal half the time isn't 
real and is all edited and unattainable anyway so bearing in mind not only does it vary over time vary from place to place but also whatever it is especially in like western culture is very fake and edited and you know not realistic because unless you have money to get the surgery or edit your photos that like it's just it's impossible to please everyone and like you need to learn to be confident in how you look and be confident in within and if you still want to get surgery fair enough but like you need to be confident in from inside from the inside out basically and you need to be confident in your appearance and like embrace how you look and embrace your body shape embrace your features because what might not seem beautiful to you may be really stunning to someone else or you know in 10 years time your body might be the beauty ideal and then 10 years time later it might not be so you're not ever going to be able to impress everyone and you shouldn't have to impress everyone and I think the lot the sooner we all realize that including myself the sooner we are going to be more confident and you know happier with ourselves and our appearance because we're not trying to achieve something that's not achievable and we're embracing the beauty that we already have because you know we are beautiful regardless just because it might not be the ideal beauty standard that's so fickle and society is so fickle anyway that we don't shouldn't follow it because there's no point because you know one it's not important and it doesn't mean you're not beautiful if you're not that ideal because realistically no one is that ideal or not for a long time anyway like after about five years that ideal's changed um and two it doesn't matter like you shouldn't have to fit it anyway and like just you should be confident and believe in yourself and believe in your own beauty and you know um embrace your own beauty and cherish what you have because that is beautiful and everyone's beautiful in their own way and every shape and size and skin color and uh, you know feature is beautiful in its own way and well it's just not in its own way it's just beautiful and I think the sooner we stop following these ideals and the sooner we stop like trying to achieve things that aren't achievable the sooner we'll all be happier and more confident in our bodies because like I said these ideals change so much and also are unattainable anyway that we're just forever reaching for something that we can't get like grab and something that we can't attain because it's just physically impossible to always be on top of that beauty standard or to ever be on it because especially now with editing like no one looks like that naturally anyway um so I hope that made sense I was just kind of trying to discuss like beauty ideals and beauty standards and all that kind of thing um because one it's just interesting how much it's changed over time and how it differs from country to country but two because just to give that kind of like you know idea that you shouldn't have to feel like you need to fit into every mold because society is so fickle and why should you be trying to fit into a, into what's considered beautiful for a society that's just going to change their mind every two seconds, you know? Um, so I hope that makes sense. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I feel like I came into it thinking it was going to make more sense and be better than it was. <laughs> but nonetheless, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, um, do let me know. And do let me know if there's any other kind of topics you want me to talk about in future podcast episodes. Um, but for now, I hope you guys enjoyed. And I'll see you soon. And yeah, have a nice day. Bye.